Hi, I'm Jackson. I'm Lauren. And this is Who It Up? The Mass Singer and Dancer Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to Winnet the Mass Singer Podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. We're back, everyone. We're yes. back. And it's shorter this time. That's it didn't right. take as long for you to hear our voices. Oh, this isn't going to be a normal thing, of course. However, yeah. since we had an episode on Wednesday and an episode on Thursday, we wanted to give it a little space for that first episode to ruminate, to yeah. marinate, if you will. And so now we're back here for episode two. That's right. But you know what? Jackson, what do I know? If there is, what do I know? You know, if what if people do miss our voices during the week? What if is they there do? another way they can hear us more? What if they do? There is a way they can hear us more, Lauren. <gasps> our Patreon. That's right. That's why. Okay, I was hoping that's the ball you were throwing to me. Yeah, knocked it out of the park there. That's right. Our Patreon, and you know, we actually wanted to real quick shout out a new patron that we got, Kathy Reynolds. Thank you so much. Yes. And also Patrick, who upped their pledge. So yeah. We love and appreciate you so much. Uh, we have been doing some bonus content for Who Is That? Yep. So we have been watching Mass Singer UK. And talking about that as well. Um, we did skip this week just because we had two regular Who Is That episodes. Yep. Um, but we also are putting putting up a green lit episode for our yes. other show, The Green Light, where we uh we watched Spider Man starring yes. Tobey Maguire, Spider Man two thousand two. Yes. And uh, paired it with a beverage. Yes. So we that did. is on our Patreon at the five dollar level. But the Who Is That stuff is just at the one dollar slash euro slash pound level yes it is so uh yeah if you can contribute we'd love it we'd really appreciate it there's some fun content on there from this show and from our other show if you just like hearing our voices that's where you can hear even more of it that's right and you can also check out our other show the green light uh that comes out once a month now where we read uh new scripts by up-and-coming writers and interview them yeah so really really fun stuff there if you don't know if you're new to the show i guess lauren and i are actors um should we do another quick intro since this is a new season we might have new listeners that's true we We might have some new people okay uh sorry we didn't do this on episode one but Uh, hi i am jackson i'm Uh, lauren as as you know if you have been listening but if not uh we are both actors from North Carolina. We now live in Los Angeles. Yes, we do. And uh, we're just a, a, a jolly good time. Yeah. Uh, what, what else about us, Lauren? We're kind of gamers. We like gaming. Know. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, like Fortnite. We love reality TV in general. Yes, but The Masked Singer is our favorite. Yeah. We also uh, both... Is, is yours still active, your personal training d- degree certification? No, it's not. Okay. We're both former personal trainers, though. Yes, exactly. So uh, we have that under our belt as well. So that's a lot about us, I think. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. I was Who's... on a reality show once. I uh, guess I can bring that up. That's true. Uh, Holy moly, season yeah. three. Check it out. <laughs> um, who is your favorite mass Singer contestant ever? Um, Rottweiler, always. I think I have to go Rottweiler too. Even though Sun that's is the wild. Sun is the goat. Sun is the goat. But I, uh, I'll also I'll go Monster too because that first season was uh, was sure. really cool with with T Pain. Uh, ah. So, yes, that's a little bit about us. Yeah. Anyway, also, our last little housekeeping thing that I wanted to touch on before we dive into this episode of uh, The Mass Singer Premiere Part 2. Yes. Is you should rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, we do not Apple have any Podcasts. new ones. I checked. Okay. Thank you for checking. Uh, yes. Uh, also, follow us on social media at Who Is That Pod. That's right. Okay. Whew. Shall we dive into our episode? Yep. Let's sweep that under the rug. Okay, so before we even talk, get to talking about this episode, I want to talk about something that is Mass Singer related, but involves more last episode. 
So I talked to some more people about Octopus, and it seems we have a house divided. Because some people legitimately thought Octopus got off when he should have. And I disagree Incorrect. with that. Yeah. Incorrect. So I, I, I just think that's an interesting opinion. If you have that opinion or if you have a differing opinion from us, let us know uh, with a rating and a review on iTunes. But I just thought that was really interesting how yeah. there are some people definitely who thought Octopus should have gotten out when they did. And I don't know. I just kind of disagree. I, I also disagree. Yeah. But I, I agree with you for once. Well, look at that. For once, we're <laughs> on the same page. Uh, also, um, so... Let's talk a little bit about our unmasking at the beginning of this episode. Yes. So, I thought it was weird. The way that they hyped it up. The way that they were like, oh, wait. And I guess they just want people to come back to watch. I guess. The next day. Because but I thought that it was going to be, like, a reveal that was someone, like, really, really famous. Or someone who was, like, meaningful to the show, like Anissi Nash. Yes. That's that's why I was thinking that. And that's partially why my guesses were leaning towards the people that I guessed. Because of that. And, you know, I especially with the Anissi Nash guest, I would be like, that's perfect. She and Nick can host this show together. Just a one-time thing. It'd be nice and fun. But, instead, drumroll please... Mother Nature was Vivica A. Fox, who is a celebrity, like, you know, but I, I wouldn't necessarily honest, say... I did not know who she was. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say a household name, necessarily. I just thought it was interesting the way they did it. They didn't even save it for the end, either, which yeah. which is interesting. So, yeah. I don't know. It just, it felt strange to me. It yeah. felt a little strange. It was it was kind of weird. Yeah. And, like, I feel like if, the, if it had been switched and Pufferfish had gotten out the first episode, I think that reveal maybe would have been a bigger thing, I guess, to say for the next episode, because they did talk about how it was such a huge upset, because she is someone who's so, like, musically <laughs> successful. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. I guess, slight spoiler, but uh, we, did, we didn't say we who didn't it was. We didn't say the name. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Let us know y'all's thoughts on that, because I, I just thought it was a little strange the way they did it at the beginning, too, so, like, we don't have to wait anymore. I figured they might save it till the end yeah. to go with the other, but, oh, well, that's that. Uh, so anyways, let's get to talking about this episode now. We have two new wildcard contestants that yes. we got this week uh, that we'll obviously talk about uh, with their performances. We also had a bit of a school theme throughout the episode. What'd you yes. think, Lauren? Did you like it? Did uh, you like I going liked, back to school? I like the lo- well, I never like going back to school, uh, but uh, I did like the locker thing. Yeah, that was fun. Um, you know, and it's also too like they had a phrase that they sort of said when their locker was open. There were like one or two big things to look at, but there were also some really small little tidbits and stuff written on sticky notes and yeah. stuff like that that I thought was really fun. Yeah. So I'm a fan. Yeah. Especially because we had one that was just like all the cheerleaders that popped out of it. So that was fun too. Yes, that is true. Pretty pretty wild. I would not have wanted to be one of those cheerleaders. No. Just inside that uh, wheeled out locker. But yeah. uh, whatever. I guess they're paying you pretty well. Uh, yeah, I always like the fun themes that they do. I think yeah. it keeps things a little bit fresh, you know, and it, it provides some some new stuff for us. Uh, so the take it off buzzer was technically used uh, immediately. <laughs> yes. This was our first but... real introduction, I feel like, of the take it off buzzer. Because yeah, they didn't talk uh, about it episode one. They kind of made it seem like the judges weren't familiar with it until this moment. Yeah. Which, who knows? Uh, Probably not, but yeah. maybe. I mean, when they filmed it, maybe. Once again, I don't know. But uh, Ken pushed it immediately. Uh, nothing happened because he, yeah. he didn't actually well, guess. Well, and I'm assuming they didn't around. still count that as the use for group A. No, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. So, yes, each group gets a single use. And if the, per- if the judge gets it wrong, 
big consequences. They didn't say what, which I will be interesting to see what it will be. I'm assuming... Seems odd and cryptic. See, I don't know. The What I kind of got out of this when they were like, oh, let's significantly punish Ken. And then they were like, that jacket's punishment enough. Yeah. Like, that makes me think that, like... It's not going to be that serious. There's not really going to be a consequence. It's just that once you do it, you can't try it again. I'm thinking... You know, I think that's all it really is going to be. I'm thinking it might have something to do with how many people they get right you know i imagine it would only be punishment towards like the golden ear trophy you know that's fair like, that's fair so if, maybe they if would you knock get it wrong off or something either knock one off or maybe totally take you out of the running if you don't get oh. it which would be pretty wild but yeah, who knows wild who knows so yes the take it off buzzer if you don't know if you haven't listened to some of our episodes this bu- bu- button can be pressed at any time by any of the judges if they 100 percent know who someone is if they get it right that person has to unmask and immediately leave the show they get it wrong, as we said, something bad will happen. But TBD for that bad thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. First thing before we get into specific contestants, the Canon Outfit Rating of the Week. What all do we right. got, Lauren? What was Nick wearing? Okay, okay, okay. So he was wearing uh, a jacket with tails. He was. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't quite tails so much as just like a long jacket. Sure. Like, because it wasn't, it didn't have, like, the tapered thing that Tails have. It kind of was, like, yeah. big all around. Yeah, fair. Uh, and then he had these, like, big old combat boots. Yes. Um, And a sparkly black bow tie. Yes. So, no sparkly loafers this week, but he had the big combat boots. No sparkly loafers, but the combat boots. Lauren, what do yeah, you think I of thought this, this outfit was really interesting. Like, it, yeah. was, a, it was definitely a, a change from him, and mm. I thought it was in a fun, fashionable, positive way. So, I gave it an 8.9. I gave it a 9.5. I wow. really liked I really liked this outfit, Lauren. Okay. I think it, it worked really well. I think it was something new. It was something fresh. It was fresh. definitely a good look for Nick, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it definitely fit him really well. And, you know, I liked the boots. I liked the jacket. I think it all just, it worked, brother. All right. It worked. That's what I say. So, yeah, that's our Nick Cannon outfit rating of the week. Uh, what next? What do we have? I guess we well, jump into it. we have our eh? first contestant. And here's the thing. This is actually someone that we thought was going to be in Group B. Because yes. they really mixed in the wild cards with the actual normal contestants in the preview episode when they went over a bunch of costumes. Yes. So I was surprised to see like some of these people were normal contestants and some of the people we thought were normal contestants are wild cards. Anyway. Yes. So I first we have agree. Hamster. Mm-hmm. Hamster was our yeah. first contestant. He came out in a cage with a beach ball. Yes, he did. Uh, Beauty. Once again, as we mentioned in our preview episode, which if you haven't listened to that, listen to it. Hamster is adorable. The costume is adorable. Oh yeah. And it was it was really cool to see Hamster in action. I don't think this person's going to last super long, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, just cuz this definitely seems like there's like we haven't seen anyone who's terrible. Yes. You know? Yeah. After two episodes getting a couple extra contestants in there, no one who's terrible. Yeah. But I would say it well it was hard. Let's go ahead and talk about the performance and we can talk about it. So Hamster saying, Oh pretty woman by Roy Orbison. Pretty woman. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing with this performance. This person was hundred percent doing a voice. Yeah. Like th- this was it felt like it was someone doing an Elvis impression. Definitely. Truthfully. So that's why it's kind of hard to gauge it. I liked what they did. I think they did a, a solid Elvis impression. Yeah. You know, it was fun. Um, but to me, it definitely felt like someone who's a comedian or an actor, which will be reflected in my guesses. I definitely got that vibe as well. Um, and I kind of decided to go the route of like a, an actor who has been known to sing. Oh, really? You have someone who I don't know for this? 
Well, I, I mentioned the guest when the episode was on. You'll hear it. We'll talk okay. about it. We'll talk. We'll All talk. right. But yeah, I, I did enjoy this performance. I liked how he started on the little hamster wheel. That was, was fun. It was very cute. It was very cute. Love this costume. Love this Great costume. Great costume. So good. Do you want to talk about the clues now? Let's talk about the clues. Let's talk about the clues. Okay. Um, talk about how he was stuck in a wheel going mm-hmm. around and around. Yes. Uh, he also said his body was shaped like a hamster. That's true. He also said his body was shaped like a hamster. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I can't read my own writing. Do you want to take this? Sure, I can. Uh, it said he's been cooped up for the past year like all the rest of us. Uh, the hamster is wearing headphones. Uh, there was a goldfish shown. Alcatraz Island was shown. Uh, and they said they were used to being in all kinds of arenas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do your guess sure, first? Sure, I'll go ahead and do my guess. Uh, also, there was a uh, an extra clue for all the contestants, as there typically is, and this week it was a locker clue. They brought out their locker, i.e. The, with the school theme, and there were specific clues in that locker. So for this person, they, there was a baseball bat, a strawberry in it, and they said, it's sunny and I like to play baseball. So I kind of focused in on that clue a little bit, the the baseball clue. Also, just for me, it was very much a general vibe of this person. Like I said, very much a comedian. This person also seems pretty short as well. Someone who's probably like, you know, maybe like 5'7"-ish, uh, not 5'8", because that's average height, as we know. 5'8 is the new 6'3", some mm-hmm. would say. And so I'm going someone who is a little bit shorter. I have a couple guesses. First initial guess was David Spade. And that person... David Spade dropped into my mind immediately when I heard it, and then one of our housemates, Jacob, was like, you know who this feels like to me? David Spade. And that kind of solidified it for me. I definitely see that. That's a good guess. Yeah. Just overall vibes, overall body shape, kind of shaped like a hamster is David Spade, and I think that would be a good guess. Uh, Another guess would be Martin Lawrence for me. Uh, Not as strong of a guess, but I feel like a similar vibe. Um, But with David Spade, some of the clues that make sense, body being shaped like a hamster. Hmm. Also, uh, the baseball clue, he was in the movie Benchwarmers, Hmm. which I think could could definitely be a big clue here. Also, you know, used to being in all kinds of arenas. uh, He is, you know, he's a comedian. He's an actor. He also, I think, is a big sports fan. So being in all kinds of arenas could be just him going to sports games. Yeah. So that's my guess for hamster. All right. So my guess for hamster is Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I know you think it's ridiculous, but listen, we heard him sing yeah. in A Star is Born. Yes, we did. Okay. And I think he could sound like this, especially since he's definitely putting on a voice. Um, we know he's played a rodent before in Guardians of the Galaxy. That is true. Um, he played Rocket the raccoon. Not yep. quite a raccoon, though. Genetically modified raccoon. Yep. Um, I Yeah, he talked about he's been in lots of different arenas that also made me think of A Star is Born because, again, he plays this famous musician, selling out arenas, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, you know, going from one project to the next, stuff like that. Um, There was there was a he did something. I wrote down the word heist, like he broke out of something something like that. Maybe that was the Alcatraz thing. I don't know. But that kind of made me think of more of like the. Oh, like the American sniper, someone who's just like kind of a, you know, a, a, a bad bee in a lot sure, of ways. A bad bee. Um, with the goldfish, for some reason, what that immediately made me think of was like, Elma loves his goldfish. So like Elmo's World on Sesame Street. Okay. And I, just from a very quick Google search just now, I could not figure out if he had been on Sesame Street because many, many celebrities have. Sure. But I do know that, um, so like Sesame Street and the Muppets have done 
so many like trailer length parodies of famous films. Okay. And one of the ones they've done is A Star is Boar, like B O A R. Ah. Uh, a Star it's a is Boar. Born. Starring, of course, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Of course. So I don't know if Classic, that could be a connection. Uh, I also think that he is definitely the type of celebrity that would be a guest on sure. Sesame Street. So I think that's definitely possible. Yeah. I I don't know if the height matches up because he's a pretty tall fella, but you know, I feel like I he could it up be hunching. He was five five. Bradley Cooper. Hold on, let me do it again because I, he's the Cooper only person I wrote down. Is not five five. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Are you thinking of someone else? Maybe I don't know. Oh, uh, never mind. He's six one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who I wrote that down for then. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, well I guess we can move on then. Anyway, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so maybe Bradley Cooper, maybe David Spade, maybe L- Martin Lawrence. We will have to see. We'll have to see. But I like Hamster. Hamster's a good egg, uh, a fun character. I agree. All right, moving on to a smelly character, Skunk. Mwah. All right. All right. Um, Skunk saying, it's a man's man's world by James Brown. Yeah. And what did you think? This was a solid performance. This was just such a great choice for her. I really enjoyed this one. I agree. I think it was... It's hard when you have Bull there, but this was easily uh, top two performance of the night, if not the best performance of the night. Once again, this was right in Skunk's wheelhouse. Yeah. And it's something that they sang very well. For Uh, sure. You know, after week one, I was thinking, you know, maybe Skunk might not last too long. I could see... If Skunk has more performances like this, I could see them, them making a solid run for it. Still don't think they'll win. However, I think this is another one of those legends that could could make it, you know, top five, maybe. Um, and if they have really more strong performances like this, maybe even top three. I agree. Very, very strong, for sure. And obviously, we'll have to see we haven't had a whole other group or four other wildcard contestants. So a lot of potential other uh, voices that could be strong. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So... Do you have the clues for this written down? Because mine are not as extensive for this one. Okay, yeah. So Skunk said that she's forever a student. Talked about how life happens. Uh, Life of Burns? Is that what I wrote? Life of Burns? That was one of the uh, book titles, yes. Oh, that was one of the book titles. Okay, so like Sick Burns. Maybe that has something to do with the hater spray in the first clue package. Maybe. Uh, There was also a book that said U.S. Government. Um, She talked about expecting the unexpected, and she received unexpected news that changed everything. Um, Yep. There was another book that said Iron Out Your Swing. It had a golf club. Yep. Um, it talked about how she pivoted. I think she didn't go to college is what it said. And then she put her dreams on hold for others. Definitely implying that like those others were like a family, children, that kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who is your guest for Skunk, Lauren? Okay, so my guess from the first week, as we discussed, was Gloria Gaynor. Now, I, I did have my hesitations with that because... Um, you know, it was definitely heavily implied that she has children. Gloria Gaynor does not have children, but she did always want children and her uh, husband until they divorced in 2005, um, who was also her producer, was not willing to have children, was very against it. So I mm. wonder if that could be almost like a, a spin, a maybe. reversal on the idea that they're trying to make us think that it's because they have kids when it's really because maybe they wanted kids, but they never had the opportunity to have them because they put their that dream on hold for someone else. Yeah. Um, so I thought about that, but I also, again, wanted to bring up the possibility of Tina Turner because she has several children. She does. Do you know if any of the other clues match up? 
Uh, you talk for a second. Okay. I'll figure it out. Uh, my clue from the beginning has been Diana Ross and... Unfortunately, we did not get the Diana Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross reunion on this episode, which was sad. However, I still think it could definitely still be Diana Ross. Uh, Diana Ross has appeared in a lot of movies, so Big Book of Acting makes sense. Iron Out Your Swing, uh, she was in a celebrity golf tournament uh, recently, which makes sense. Uh, I don't know a ton of the other clues, if they make sense. I'm trying to look. Life of Burns, to me, made me think very much of Fahrenheit 451, because Burns' book burning books and i'm trying to think if like anything with that like 451 or ray bradbury or something has to do with that but i'm not exactly sure so that is those are my overall thoughts still think diana ross is a pretty good guest personally but uh i don't know uh let us know who you think it is uh in the comments below yeah, um, I will say there is something called the Tina Turner Memorial Tournament, which makes you think that there might also be a Tina Turner who's a golfer, because okay. Tina Turner is alive. Interesting, okay. Um, so I don't know if that could be just a similar type of thing. Sure. Um, yeah, but definitely an interesting thing. And I looked up the U.S. government thing as well, and apparently she is seeking Swiss citizenship. Okay. So there's that too. She might also be Swiss. Interesting. Although I might have to look back up and make sure that's not Tina Turner, the golfer. Uh, Sure. Uh, Also (laughs) for Diana Ross, The Life of Burns, she does have a song called Fire Don't Burn. Yeah. Close. Uh, Close. Another thing also, uh, I didn't talk about her locker. Did we talk about the hamster locker? Yes, we did. We did. did. Oh, true. Mention the locker. Yeah. So the locker, uh, there were things that said squad tryouts, French final, uh, she said uh, something about miseducation ready for the action. There's also a projector. Yes. She said because of miseducation, I'm always ready for the action. Yes. Miseducation it. definitely makes you think of Lauren Hill, but I'm not exactly sure how that. Yeah. And they, they guessed her, I believe, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's correct either. Definitely someone who's who's uh, not Lauren Hill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Shall we move on, my love? Let's let's move on. Um, and you know what? We're gonna I, skip one. Well, I'm actually gonna take a sip of water real quick because I'm oh. a little thirsty. Are you thirsty, Lauren? Mm-hmm. What are you drinking out of? What is it? Oh, this this old thing. Well, I'm drinking out of one of my brand new hydro jugs. You see. <laughs> yes. Um, if you listen last episode, uh, we these episodes are sponsored by Hydro Jug. Yeah. Uh, they are our most current sponsor. Uh, they're great water bottles. Lauren, do you want to talk about the one that you're using? Yeah, so like I said last, or not even last week, a few days ago, yeah. uh, I've been using Hydro Jugs for several years. Uh, I'm currently using the classic clear jug yep. with the black cap and the black marble sleeve. So it's very sleek. And I also have a Hydro Straw. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like I said, I've been using these for years, and before I got one of these, because they hold over half a gallon, they hold 73 ounces, before I started using one of these, I was so bad at drinking enough water in a day. Yeah, for sure. Like, And, you know, it's so much better for your body for so many reasons to drink water. You're just not dehydrated. You know, I have a lot of headaches, so it makes those a lot better. Yeah. Um, And it also, you know, it makes you a lot less bloated because if you are constantly giving your body as much water as it needs, Mm -hmm. it won't hang on to it as much. Yeah. Right? Uh, A a good thing, you know, Lauren and I being personal trainers, we have a little knowledge on this. However, we are not nutritionists. We have to say that. But drinking water is really good for you. Not just like Lauren said, it helps with headaches, many things. It also helps with overall energy. Sometimes I find, I I don't drink coffee. Spoiler alert. 
I don't drink coffee. Spoiler alert for Jackson as a human. Jackson but, doesn't drink anything caffeinated, and yeah. I don't know how he does it. Well, it's because I drink enough water. Really, Literally, like, if I'm feeling, like, tired or something, sometimes I'll take a nap, sure. But other times, I'll drink a glass of water, and it makes sense. And with my hydro jug, I always have water by me. It never runs out. It really feel like it never one runs out. And you so know it's really what? convenient to, Eventually, to have that. I have gotten to the point where sometimes I do run out of water, and that's because it has helped me drink so much more water. Exactly. Sometimes I can even drink one and a half of them a day and i feel so accomplished yep um yeah another thing that was really helpful with always having enough water was that during covid and even still now Mm -hmm. a lot of water fountains at gyms are closed yeah true so you have to just bring enough water to get you through your whole workout so yeah Whenever I have my hydro jug, yeah. I just fill it up before I leave the house, and I'm good to go. So if this sounds good to you, if you want to check out Hydro Jug, uh, go to their website, www.thehydrojug.com. And if you want to purchase one, we'll give you some 10% off. Use That's our right. code Who is that? Code Who is that on thehydrojug.com yeah. to purchase your hydro jug. And that's going to be in the description below as well. Yes, it will. Okay, back to it. And like I said... We're skipping over our next contestant. That's right. Lauren so already mentioned it. number four. <laughs> we'll talk about them later. Now, we're talking about bull. <laughs> that was my bull. I'm going to do that every time. I promise I know, you. I know. And it's going to be great. Hopefully he gets out soon, but he won't. <laughs> he won't. Unless he's buzzard. That's which true. Could That's very my theory. Easily, That's my theory. Very easily Don't be try to buzzard. steal it, Jackson, because you know that was my theory. I know it was your theory. Let's talk about but the I'll performance. Talk about that more later. Talk about Bull's performance. What hurts the most by Rascal Flatts? What hurts the most? What Bull's saying. I'll take so the beginning gross. of this Kay. because I grew up uh, listening to a lot of country music, and Rascal Flatts was in that rotation. This song specifically. This song, Life is a Highway, classic Rascal Flatts anthems. Even though I know Rascal Flatts didn't do the original Life is a Highway, get off my back. <laughs> Bull did a great job with the song. Really this did. is this is a legitimately good song, and Bull did a great job with it. The stage was really cool on this one. I know I've yeah. talked a lot about the production, but the stage was really cool for this one. And one thing that I could see in Bull's performance, which I just really love and makes you really enjoy watching him, I think, you can tell he's really having a good time, and he's, like, feeling the music. Like, oh, yeah. some people you know feel the music, and he really, like, feels the music. And I'll say this. Episode one, they guessed a lot of boy banders. And from what I've seen for the most part of boy banders on The Masked Singer is not this. I feel like boy banders have a little bit more of a sheen over them. Oh, like yeah. They, They're, like, good with the choreography, but you don't really see them, like, getting into it. Exactly. I feel like Bull is a prime example of someone who really feels the music. Now, I don't put Jesse McCartney in that category because technically he's not a boy bander because he was a solo artist. However, sometimes we categorize him that. Not him. He felt it. <laughs> Bull also feels the music. And that's one thing I love, love, love watching about his performances. All right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to add aside from that there wasn't really anything going on in the background and he didn't need it. Exactly. It was great. You're transfixed by the man. Transfixed. Transfixed by the bull. Transfixed by the... <laughs> no, stop. No. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Anyway. Give us uh, some clues before I keep doing that. All right. So here's some clues. Um, He marched to the beat of his own drum. Uh, He... Be myself, colon, my garage. 
Uh, he learned how to be he, himself in his garage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's that. He one, felt like he couldn't really be himself outside yeah, of his garage. The one place that he felt the most free was in his garage. Yes. Um, it looks like there was like a parasol with like cherry blossoms on it. Mm-hmm. It definitely seemed very kind of like Asian inspired. Yeah. Um, we saw a picture of Disney Concert Hall. Yes, we did. Um, in my head, they... I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh, in my head, they were sold out. In in his head, his yes. concerts were all sold out. Correct. He was like, oh, yeah, I played lots of sold out concerts in my head anyway. Yes. Which makes me think that uh, this is, you know, who we think we're 99% sure it is. Um, You know, sold out concerts on YouTube. Maybe got enough YouTube views to sell out Disney Concert Hall. Yeah. Um, And he's also done a lot of Disney stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, he went out on his own. Uh, he's on his own planet. Um, and then this song is about his first crush. Uh, it yes. is Locker. That was the one where all the cheerleaders came out of. Um, so just like a whole row of cheerleaders. Uh, there was a sticky note that said photo shoot number four. Yeah. And then there was also a rose. And then he said, nothing makes me happier than the cheer of the crowd. Mm, nice. So, yeah. You know who we think this is. Yeah. We mentioned it last week. Yep. And once again, if you hear his voice, you recognize it. Uh, here's what I'll say. Actually, you know what? You go ahead and say your theory about okay. What's the gonna buzzer. Happen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So like we said last time, we think we're pretty sure this is Todrick Hall. Yes. The clues match up. The vibe matches up. The voice matches up. Vibe check, The yes. cadence matches up. Yeah. Like, it's Todrick Hall. So, um... What I think is going to happen, because the the biggest game-changing part about the Take It Off buzzer is that you can't just win the competition by being the best. Yeah. It really emphasizes the part that you have to hide your identity, disguise your voice if you're super recognizable. Yep. And they've guessed Todrick Hall in the past. They have. I'm, I'm shocked they haven't guessed him yet, but Nicole said the first episode that she was keeping her cards close to her chest, didn't want to say who she thought, mm-hmm. and... They did not show her guessing this time, which makes yep. me think she probably guessed Taltrick Hall. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen is that I think probably Nicole will use the buzzer on Bull, make him unmask. I think he's also, he has a lot going on. He's probably yeah, kind of busy. A busy man. I think he like does choreography for Drag Race, I want to say. I like, think so. I think he does something with Drag Race. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that he is going to get eliminated, obviously, way earlier than he should have. I think he'll be taken out of the running, and I hope we get another wild card that's really, really good. Otherwise, Hopefully. this group will be a little bit meh without yeah. him. You know, no offense to anyone else in the group. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that because he's so kind of instantly recognizable, if you're familiar with Tadric Hall, yeah. like, I think that that's not going to pay off in his favor. I think that he's going to get booted off the show pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I will say Probably one thing next episode, I would say well, one thing that I think was interesting about this episode is the clues for him were very minimal. I feel like most of the things oh, yeah. he said were very vague that could apply to a lot of people. Now, the Definitely. Disney one is more specific. I, I think the Disney one could mean a couple things. I actually was just looking it up. Apparently, he started his career as a dancer at Disneyland, which huh. is kind of cool. So that could be it. And obviously, Disney Concert Hall, Disney, but it's also in Los Angeles. Well, he's also done like Disney mashups. He's, di- know, he's done like, a lot of Disney mashups as well. He has like a pretty famous well. Disney villain one. Yeah. So a, a lot of that makes sense. 
I I think you're probably right. I think especially because Nicole said the thing about how she's keeping it close to her chest. Yeah. Either she's wrong, either she's going to do the buzzer and she's wrong, or she's going to do the buzzer and get him out. I think they're trying to save him a little bit because I think they know he's good. Oh, yeah. You I know? mean, I, yeah, I think that otherwise they would have done it already. Yeah. But and I think that maybe next episode they get him out. The episode after that, they add their third wild card. Maybe. To this group. Potentially. Um, I think it is interesting, too, because I think a big reason why Nicole probably knows who this is is because Nicole has worked with Todrick before. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense that she would know who it is yeah. <laughs> after hearing his voice probably for a decent amount of time. For sure. And, I mean, you know, I guess the only other big thing is that, like, he said, you know, I didn't really know how to be myself outside yep. of my garage. You yep. know, it's like, I mean, I think that's the case for, like... A lot of LGBTQ people. Yeah. Um, and the garage thing just makes me think, okay, well, he definitely got to start on YouTube recording yep. stuff at home. For sure. Like kind of acapella things and dance things and mashups and stuff like that. So yep. I think it adds up. I think it does too. All right. Let's move on to our second to last contestant we're going to talk about, our last contestant of the night, and the most disturbing contestant ever on The Masked Singer. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Baby. First thing I wrote down, all caps. <laughs> This is the worst costume I've ever seen. Now, I'm not just talking about the Masked Singer, Lauren. I'm talking about ever in life. This is the worst costume I've ever seen. Yep. Someone could try to, to refute me on that. This is the worst costume I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Ooh, all right. Now so, that we've gotten that out of the way. Yes. Uh, baby saying, you're the first, my last. You're the first, the last, my everything. I don't know who that's by. I'm looking it up. Uh, Barry White. Yes, but I really enjoyed this performance. It yeah. definitely seemed like he might have been putting on a little bit of a voice. Felt I got like he was. I vibes again from this person. Felt like he was. Um, but that's also with someone who genuinely has a good voice. And I'm upset by that. <laughs> I am upset by that because I really wanted this costume that. to be eliminated immediately so I never have to see it again. Yeah, it is, it is very, very strange vibes coming from Baby. Yeah. But at the same time, I actually feel really solid about my guess for this one, and I yeah. think he is definitely the type of person who would wear this costume. Yeah, and I'm kind of piggybacking off of Lauren's guess, so let's go ahead so and good. talk about those clues. Yeah, do you want to take the clues since I'm going to do my guess? Uh, sure, I can. If I miss anything, let me know. Sure. Uh, he said, I might just be a newborn in a diaper, but I'm larger than life. Uh, and it, Basically, the whole clue was baby in a city kind of terrorizing it. Uh, said I was part of a baby rat pack. Uh, throwing punches, and said they replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger in a film. Uh, also said he wanted to make the whole world his giant playpen. Um, also, on, I guess this was the extra clue, like, Baby had a report card, and the one thing that I remember seeing was that they failed driver's ed. Yes. And the other grades were pretty normal for the other things. And they said, too many high-speed car chases. Yes, correct. So... Just go ahead and talk about your guess, because I think it's pretty solid, Lauren. Okay. So, the first thing this kind of came from was, I saw him terrorizing the city, right? And I feel like the obvious choice, seeing yep. a giant thing terrorizing a city, is King Kong. But the slightly less obvious choice of things terrorizing a city is when the Statue of Liberty is animated by a ghost in Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Or many ghosts, I think. It's many ghosts. Sure. So, I was like, all right. Who's in Ghostbusters 2? I mean, also, you I guess you have the marshmallow monster or whatever terrorizing the city, too, in the first one, right? That's true. That's true. But so yeah, I guess just either. people in Ghostbusters in general. Sure, Ghostbusters but yeah, I do know. I, well, 
because I have only seen the first two Ghostbusters movies once each, sure. and it was when I was in first grade. Fair. <laughs> so I have very limited memory, but I definitely remember the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, okay. Sure. Anyway, so that made me think of Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Who is in Ghostbusters, and we just recently watched him in the Blues Brothers. Yes. So we know he's done some high-speed car chases, and we know he can sing like and this. we know he's a bad driver. In. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, he was a pretty good driver, Loki. He's a pretty good driver. Making his way through that mall in the, in the car is a pretty epic scene. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, we did hear him sing in the Blues Brothers, and I think his voice really sounds like this. Yeah, I I think it could definitely easy. Like you said, he seems like the pr- kind of person who definitely would... Would do this. Do this. Um, now, the biggest thing I was hung up on was the, what did he replace Arnold Schwarzenegger in? Yeah. And, you know, it kind of is tough because sometimes, you know, you don't always see these super high-profile articles about, like, oh, well, this role was supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's more in, like, the trivia of IMDb. Yeah. Um, but I kind of decided to go a different route. So I thought, okay, you know, because I, I don't know if he said I replaced him in a film. I was thinking he just said I replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, so I thought, okay, what if this had something to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger being the governor of California? Okay, so I sure. thought, okay, was there a time maybe he played, it would be great if he played the governor of California. Couldn't find that. But I did find, um, a film called Evolution where he played Governor Lewis. He was the governor of Arizona. Okay, sure. But he was a governor. It's a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. There might be a better way for that that I just did not have time to really find. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be a better replacement, but I think that's a pretty good stand-in, and I think a lot of the other clues kind of match up, and the vibe matches up. So I think it's Dan Aykroyd. And I think that's a really solid guess. I'm yeah. going to throw out Bill Murray. Yeah, I wrote that down, too, just in case. Also, Ghostbusters. Yeah, for Which, sure. Which, granted, who knows if I'm just taking that terrorizing a city thing way too far, but I think he could fit the vibe as well. The the vibe is why I think it's it's such a good guess, because I, you know, the, the clues are, are maybe, and, you know, we can prescribe them to him, of course, but I think the vibe really does make sense. For so sure. So I, I think you're, you're onto something here, Lauren. Now, I do think vibe-wise, Dan Aykroyd might be a little more likely to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger in a film than Bill Murray. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But, you know, again, I I really think that that clue is going to be something that's sort of like uh, turned on its head. Something that would not be straight up, I replaced him in a film. Yeah, I think it has to be, right? Because I just don't know a movie that's like obvious that's like, oh, these two guys are competing for this role. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So, yeah. Good guess, Lauren. Really, really, really good guess. Thank you. Okay. Do we want to do we want to go to our uh, our, final our final one? Who was our not final our contestant. final contestant? Yes, but we're circling back as we do. Pufferfish. 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 Now I was very disappointed because I went on Instagram for all of five seconds, and yep. I was actually going to do a post about our first episode. Yep. And what did I see? What did you see, Lauren? I saw who this person was. With the head off, but still in their costume. Yep. With the name flashing up on the screen. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unavoidable. I'm so sorry. And I, I knew this would happen, too. I knew that we would get this one spoiled because it was two episodes in a week. But, oh, well, that's okay. Anyway, uh, Pufferfish. What did Pufferfish sing? Pufferfish sang, sorry, I was looking at more Dane Ackridge stuff, uh, Levitating by Dua Lipa. Another yes. TikTok song. Two TikTok yeah. songs in a row. Two which TikTok was songs. Interesting. You go, you, do you want me to talk about their Pufferfish performance, or do you want to? 
to start? Uh, I can talk about it. Okay, you start. I'll, I'll clean up this one. Okay, so first of all, Pufferfish, before her performance, talked about how, you know, I think I really surprised them last night, and I'm going to do it again. But she did, like, yeah. the exact same thing that she did the first night. She, uh, and another TikTok song. <laughs> yeah, she sang a very poppy song, didn't really do anything to show off, and then rapped at the end. Yes. And I honestly thought that she did it better the first night. Yeah. My thoughts, her rapping was not as strong tonight. Her singing was a little bit better. So I would it, agree. I would say it balanced out to be roughly the exact same thing she did <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Well, because I do think that what saved her the first night was the rapping being so surprising. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It was cool. And, you know, like, I think, I, as you all know, I like a good rapper. Excuse me. I like a good rapper on this show. And we haven't really had a, a female rapper yet, so I think it would be really yeah. cool to have one. But, you know, it was just, it, it just felt like it was, not that it was, like, thrown on, but it was like, you know, that was a part of the performance. And once again, the overall performance aspect of it, the singing, the overall vibe, aesthetic, wasn't good enough to to elevate it. Yeah. It was not able to elevate. I would or agree. Or levitate, if you will. That's true. You know, and after finding out who this person was, which we can discuss. Um, yeah. Like, I I think she might have been holding back her cards a little bit. It also was revealed that she actually kept a mask on under her costume the whole time, which definitely probably hurt her a little yeah. bit. Do we want to go ahead and say who it is, actually? Yeah, let's say who it We're is. kind of there. I'll do the drum roll. Tony Braxton! Yes, Tony Braxton. Which, once again, is a big upset, as they mentioned. Yeah, because that's a good get for this show. Yeah, and someone who you think would last longer. Yes. However, like you said, Lauren, she was wearing a mask underneath the entire time. You know, it can't be easy to sing in those costumes to begin with, plus a mask. That's kind of why it sounded. I think we talked about it on the first episode. Her voice kind of sounded filtered or like muffled. muffled and yeah. we were correct. <laughs> it was kind of like that. I, I wish she would have gotten a chance to do this show without those restrictions. However, it's the time we live in and it, it, it really sucks. But yeah, I, I think she got out at the right time. Maybe even too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't know. I Yeah, I really... Wish we could have seen her, like, I don't know, just more like how she normally performs, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, sure. maybe she was trying to do something that might, like, disguise her a little bit, that might yeah. throw people off. But, yeah. yeah, I think that she, in in a different non-COVID time season, she could have made it much farther. I agree. Yeah. I guess we could mention the clues that were about her, even though we know who she is. Yeah. Uh, she said, I was sheltered, grew up very religious, all about limits. Uh, she had a diary. There was also a red cardinal in there. Uh, she said felt good to herself. She was leaning into her sexy side. Uh, she talked about, like Lauren said, how she was changing her voice the first night uh, and talked about making heads spin. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, goodbye, Pufferfish. Yeah. Were... Oh, also, in her oh. locker, it said she was a spelling bee champion. Oh, true. And uh, there was a sticky note that said varsity tryout today. Yeah. She said, I have bars, I got moves, but also letters. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Pretty good get. I honestly, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think that would have been a bigger, like, beginning of the episode reveal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. And it's also, too, it's like, I do feel like a lot of times we do have someone really big that's, like, the first person to get out. Yeah. So I almost feel like this might have been a better choice for that as opposed to Vivica A. Fox. Maybe. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. technically it was the same episode getting out. That's Even true. though I guess Tony got to sing one more time, so yeah, it's hard. But 
I think that's our show. I think that's our show. I so, think that's our show. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back uh, in less than a week. Yes. And we will also be back with Mass Singer UK next week on yes, our we Patreon. Will. And uh, next week is Group B for, for this show. So oh it'll be gosh. really cool to see all new people. I don't know if we're getting new wild cards, but I presume we might. Yeah, maybe not this first episode, but maybe next time we see Group B. I don't know. For sure. But anyway, so, I'm really, really hoping that Beach Ball is not a Muppet, but I'm suspicious. Welcome to the Mass Singer, Miss Pinky. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. See on you soon on Who, Who Is, is it? It? The Mass Singer Podcast. <laughs> a little scuffed, but that's okay. <laughs>